Hey, hey. Mike, can you hear me? I can. All What's right. What's going on, man? Yeah, good. We always have technical difficulties when we first start these podcasts. Yeah, we do. But, you know, that's, uh, I guess that's now uh, tradition. Yes. Um, how have you been? It's been months. How's, yes. Uh, yeah, how's the year treating you? So, welcome back, everyone. It has been some time since our last installment of our random talks. Um, between now and and the last talk, what have I done? How have the how has the year been treating me? It's been okay. I I'm not the one. I'm not the type to complain. And so nothing has drastically happened where I'm just like, oh, I'm down on my luck. Um, mm. And so I would say the year's treating me well. I've been learning more about myself, trying to figure out like what makes me tick. Like how can I? Uh, figure out what drives but what's holding me back in life things like that so that's what i've been spending my weeks my months on just breaking down brandon and then seeing who he actually is that's interesting so what have you um yeah what's that journey been like for you so far what have you learned what have you uh changed if anything so we talk a lot about uh reflecting reflecting on yourself and i love doing these podcasts with you because those are a chance when i can look back and hey reflect on the past weeks the past months see what i have accomplished with my time um and so i've been in this period of reflecting a few things happen and i'll explain them further in the podcast um but there was a period of like a month or so where i was just like looking back on my life really hard and I listened to this one podcast and it basically uh, framed my mindset perfectly. Um, the guy on the podcast, the, my, the podcast is called Mind Pump, um, but he was speaking about looking back at your life or looking at your life from 40,000 feet up. So like a top down view. And when I look at my life from a top down view, there are some good, there are some bad. But the the thing that I always see is that I'm very go with the flow or I'm very autopilot. Like mm -hmm. I like when it comes to games, I love the games that have you grinding a lot because you can just go on autopilot. So you mm -hmm. have your set of criteria that you need to accomplish in real life. It's what wake up, go to the gym, shower, feed yourself. And I am the type to go on autopilot and assume that, Hey, this is okay because like I'm comfortable. And so when I look at my life from 40,000 feet up, I see a person that's always on autopilot and I want to start, I want to get out of that. I want to start uh, making these routes consciously like, hey, I want to go this journey because I have decided on it. It may not be comfortable all the time, but this is where I want to go. Instead of just being like, ooh, autopilot pushed me this way. I'll just follow this path and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Question for you. Yes. Were you unhappy being on autopilot like why is it that you want to steer the ship more or where or do you want to steer the ship i was not unhappy being on mm, okay let's say maybe because there's a point where i'm like i'm not unhappy that i'm on autopilot because like it gives me uh, comfort it gives me um 
it, it helps you build a habit. Like I consider it a habit. Mm-hmm. Like some mm-hmm. people may say, oh, wow, you're just on autopilot. Or you can spin it in the better light and say, hey, I just have a routine, a habit. Wake up, go to, go to work, work out, go to sleep. Um, the issue that I was running into is you leave a lot of the control over things in your life to other people. Um, right. And so yeah, if you're not making those decisions, somebody else is making them for you. Yes. And so if you're not actively looking for a better job or actively trying to progress in your career, then you leave it up to the people over you um, to steer you in those directions or give you the opportunity to go into those directions. If you're not mm-hmm. looking for something better in your relationship, um, something more fulfilling, then the opportunities are given to you based on who you have in your circle. Um, and so I've been trying to steer the ship a little bit more, like, um, like you see, like you see certain things happen where you're like, man, I have no control over that. And I don't like how the person who is in charge. So like, I'm referring to my job right now. Mm -hmm. I don't like how the person above me gives opportunities out basically. So what can I do to better, um, solidify that route for myself make more changes um so that's what i've been working on okay so there's a lot of a lot of the um um steering the ship the choices the things that are concerning to you right now is it primarily work related or are there other sort of categories that you've been um reflecting on it's i would say work is the easiest right now to figure out what you want to do. So mm-hmm. I have always been in this headspace of like, man, w- do I want to train forever? Like into old age? And like, I don't mind that. But like, what should my end goal be? What should I be trying to build um, as like a person who really loves fitness and who loves teaching mm-hmm. fitness? Um, and so I have been on a few interviews and for some reason, it's this weird thing where, uh, how do you explain it? I have talked to people, I have listened to podcasts where the trajectory for a personal trainer is you start out working either in a big box gym, a small box gym, and somehow mm-hmm. these people have made the jump and started their own companies. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, whoa, is that something I should be shooting for? Like, what is the trajectory in my career path? Um, Should I all because like when I first started working, I was like, I'm happy to just be a soldier, someone because I was on autopilot. I was like, hey, I do a real good job at following directions, pitting out a good product. But when there are people above you who don't fall along with your ideals, it's like, is that the time where it's time for you to branch off? And that's what I've been thinking about. So that's what started this like journey into steering the ship. It's like, Mm -hmm. All right. There are certain aspects where I'm like, hey, I think I could do a better job there um, or a better job in this situation. I think I want to start journeying down that path of like self-reliance or just being able to um, get to the answers or the end of the journey yourself without the help of others. Right. No, I think um, I think when it comes to career, I do think that you need to um, uh, forget the expression pull the board uh the bull by the horns that whatever yeah yes um you know i think that there are different ways to manage your career 
Mm-hmm. Um, you're, and then when I say career, you know, I'm not necessarily implying like, you know, the, the, you imagine like a big tall building, like working through the floors that can occur, but like any kind of professional um, life journey. Um, and I think the, the two paths are to follow in the footsteps of others, which is not a bad strategy at all. Um, meaning, you know, you, you, you look around at other people who are successful, you yes. sort of analyze what have the successful people done, uh, maybe finding certain averages and then following those steps. In other words, you know, if you're, if you're going exploring a forest, you will follow the laid down tracks. Like very rarely will you venture off and, you know, choose random directions and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's a relatively safe, smart way to do it. Um, and generally it leads to success with the question being essentially hard work. Right. Um, the, but I don't think it doesn't come with downsides. Um, you know, that strategy essentially. And I think some of the downsides is that these paths weren't laid down by you. So you could end up walking down that road only to find yourself not where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. So um, for the courageous adventurous, you kind of venture off and you try to do your own thing. You try to find, you know, what is it that's really Brandon or Michael or whatever. And you try to you try to do that because essentially that is something that becomes just you. It can't be copied. You're creating a market of one. Yes. Right? There's there's and and that can also lead to incredible success right or even if it's not incredible success like you know mild success but more than enough to sustain you for the duration of your sort of life and career um i don't know what that you know what that ought to be but when i you know listening to you and thinking about uh not myself being in fitness but just thinking about what would that you know quote-unquote career journey look like um, I think when I already go and get a, um, a, a coach or um, a trainer, etc., especially when I was younger, especially when I was younger, you know, you look up to that person and you kind of look at their physique and you mm-hmm. look at, oh, I want to look like that person. And therefore, and, you know, this person sort of whether, you know, maybe they'll tell me exactly what I need to do to look like them potentially. Right. Or if not, I do think there's a subconscious aspect to it. So um, hypothetically, if I were to walk into a gym, um, like sweat or whatever, um, uh, valleys, I don't know, I'm just making, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, 70 year old man walked up to me. He's like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to train you. Um, I may be a little reluctant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a it's a subconscious bias now i mean there are tropes like if you think of like rocky right you had the the very old man training a boxer right you got all this knowledge and experience you know and he'll tell you what to do even though he himself cannot perform um there are certain world-class people who have sort of established themselves and we'll put like rocky's trainer in that category right i think that if you have created a, a really deep legacy for yourself, either as a, like a sports professional or whatever, then I think 
that your name recognition can carry you into old age as yes. a coach, as a fitness yes. you know, professional. But that requires you to achieve certain ground. So I think that if you're, I do think that at a certain point, as you sort of like, there's all this pressure to sort of maintain your physique and to look phenomenal, but eventually age will come, right? And I think you need to strategize for how to make that transition. I think that's why a lot of folks within fitness, you know, branch off and try to create their own companies. I don't think it's because they don't want to keep training. I think it's because it's, uh, you know, I guess that's just not been defined. And I think that path, that's the, that's the path that's been, relatively well trotted right that's where you can yes. kind of look at what other folks in fitness are doing hey i'm gonna do this um but it doesn't have to be that it, it, you know it you could there are lots of paths to take and um and i don't know brandon what your you know what some of your reflections or how you've been going about your reflections have you been journaling by chance um uh, that, that's we we talk about that a lot but rarely rarely do it Yes, rarely can I keep up with journaling. So usually it's just me finding time to just sit down and just think. So like the one time I was reflecting really big, I went to, I did like a, um, uh, like a small vacation and I went to Maine just to visit some friends. And mm -hmm. there I didn't have to worry about work or any time constraints or focusing much on anything else. And so that just gave me time to reflect. And so usually my reflect, thing happens when I'm away from Philadelphia because then I feel like hey I'm away I don't have to micromanage my life as much yeah yeah I think uh I mean that resonates with me uh, a million percent um I took uh my birthday past uh this past February wasn't you know try to try to run away from that and uh, I decided to go to the, I guess, the North Pole. I went to Sweden, went to past like the Arctic Circle. And one of the things I realized, like, well, one, I wasn't there long enough. I, I wish I was there longer to really decompress. Mm -hmm. But it was only getting away from, and there's plenty of parks where I live. Like, there's mm -hmm. plenty of like, escape if I wanted it to, or if I wanted an escape. But I feel like I have to get on a plane. I feel like I have to get away and more than anything else is sort of that, that disconnect it's 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 when i can get clarity in my thoughts yes yes uh, agree 100 percent um so you to take a few steps mm -hmm. um let's say you're you walk into a gym and you are looking for a trainer what makes you pick that trainer it could be physique it could be knowledge uh the buzzword I want to use is authority the, that person has authority in that domain that authority makes you believe that hey they know what they're talking about and so one of the things I've been thinking about like for furthering my fitness career is like all right how do I build my authority so when mm -hmm. someone sees me they say hey he's a personal trainer I want to listen to him and so you can do that through physique you can do that through knowledge but knowledge is a little bit hard unless you talk to the person um, and you can do that through working in like a gym or having some type of fitness space where people associate like, hey, you work out in this building. Um, and so that's those are the things I've been thinking about. Cause, so right now I am working. Uh, uh, so sweat clothes down, working at this gym called Forza Wellness. 
it's it's a small boutique style gym so it doesn't have like a general population like people don't just come in for gym memberships um it's only for training and so half of the work is up to the trainer to like hey get out there talk to people um and build the book on your own and that's the part i've been having trouble with and and i'm like i feel like i'm a good trainer but it's like what steps do i need to basically move up into the next level of my career and i think it's being able to market or create Mm -hmm. a brand that's what i think is the next step yeah yeah yep 100 percent. that was exactly what i was thinking i mean it it comes down to marketing and brand um Mm -hmm. i think a powerful way to do that is to become a community leader in some form or fashion right you um when you came to visit um Austin, you know, you, I, I think you like Sprint Squad and you, you talked yes. about potentially getting that going in Philly. Um, but things like that, um, whatever, you know what I mean? Like organizing people and essentially offering that some free services that may potentially translate into something else with the yes. investment of that free service. Not, you know, yes, it's, it's, it's free and you're offering value, but more than anything else, you're showcasing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know what I mean? And the idea is there not to convert everybody, but, you know, you get one or two people who are like, oh, okay, like, I want to, you know, now I'm aware that you exist. Um, yes. I like you, I like your personality and I think I can, you know, make progress with you. Um, I think testimonials are huge, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you're a hundred percent, you know, like building authority, uh, in, in that space. Um. I'll uh, to kind of kick, we'll go back and forth. I don't want to leave this topic of fitness at all, but um, you know, I've certainly thought about how to establish myself more so with uh, as an authority within my spaces, especially mm-hmm. in software, because I, I I certainly felt like I got to a point where I plateaued, like I couldn't make more money yes. by just sort of leveling up, and, and I was like, well, how do you do that? Well, you need to kind of create your own space. You sort of need to be able to charge whatever you want to charge, uh, not what quote unquote the market, you know, deems you to be worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, doing that, doing that is, I found that to be incredibly difficult for myself. Um, you know, that may not necessarily be the case for you, but what I've, you know, for me, it was, um, I hate self-promotion for myself. Okay. Um, and as, and so like, I thought about like writing a book, which I should probably still circle back to, um, got the software for coffee podcast, which was a lot of work again, also want to circle back to, but I found that the why in like, it just was a job. You know what I mean? That self-promotion aspect was such a job and I didn't find my motivation to be strong enough where it just felt easier to just be like, Hey, look, look at my resume, pay me you know um so i'm throwing that out there as sort of like this you know it's it's a back and forth like you know the right thing to do you know it's the right strategy but um there i found it to be very hard <laughs> yes so let's let's talk about that some more so the pod, the podcast that i have been listening to most often has and has given me given me the most ideas about like how to progress my career they broke it down very simply. They said it like this. All right, if you're a personal trainer, you need to be good at two things to succeed in life. You need to be good at training people 
and you need to be good at selling yourself or just selling training. You could be a mm -hmm. good trainer, but suck at selling and no one knows that you can train anybody. And so you just become broken poor. Um, but they were like, the selling is most important because a lot of times when you talk to a trainer, they're like enthusiastic, they're happy. But as soon as you bring up like, hey, you need to actually tell people that you train and you need mm -hmm. to actually charge the money. That's when it becomes mm -hmm. like, ooh, I don't want to be a salesperson. Mm -hmm. And so when looking at my domain or my career, it's like, that's how you become good. You, mm -hmm. one, can produce results and you are able to tell people about these results or sell them. Now, in your domain, how do you think, if you have to break it down to like two simple things, what mm -hmm. do you need to progress in yours? I think, I think for me, I have to choose that this is what's most important for me. But let's just hypothetically say that, yes, I want to um, become, you know, grow as a software architect, which is, I guess, where most of my expertise lies today. Um, you know, be maybe be CTO or, cons or consult for lots of different companies in an absurd, you know, premium. Mm -hmm. um, the path to doing so, um, it's changed a little bit, but it's circling back to being largely the same. And I say it changed a little bit because of COVID, but it is, you know, speak of conferences, write a book or two, right? It is much more niche than it is with uh, um, um, something like fitness. Yes. You, know, you can use maybe Instagram. Like I can't use Instagram to self-promote. Like that's just... <laughs> you're not going to find the people who are going to hire me on there, generally speaking, I don't think. Um, mm -hmm. So, and it's just a much smaller, smaller kind of uh, number of people I need to impact, but, you know, substitute Instagram for LinkedIn, I guess. And yeah, it's about building, building that reputation and it is a grind. It is a long, long grind. And I, I, I guess for me, it's a combination of two things that are preventing me from really doubling down on that strategy. And that is um, partly ego, right? I feel that, and I do think that this is the thing that kind of maybe gets in the way even for, for, for a lot of different people, regardless of industry. Um, if you pride yourself in what you do, but at the same time, you're like, hey, like, I'm not, I don't want to sell myself kind of thing like because mm -hmm. i think that's an ego thing i think that's i think that for me i think that's my ego getting in the way of kind of humbling myself and being like hey like i need to sell myself um so i think that gets in the way and the other thing that is sort of fundamental to, to that kind of success is well networking right like going out putting on a smile um, and interacting with people, regardless of how you um, interesting you find them, how interesting you find that conversation, mm -hmm. just for the sole purpose of building connections. And some people love that. I mean, again, like some folks are incredible, incredibly extroverted. They just love people, regardless of the content of the conversation. And that isn't me. Like I'd rather have two deep conversations than a hundred okay conversations mm -hmm. um so um you know that that's 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 the I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to make money differently for myself yes um 
So I'm I'm looking I I am looking for that same control and quote unquote stability um, in my own court career, but I'm looking at diversification as, mm-hmm. as a strategy. So um, I when I went to uh, so I, my my trip to Sweden was really two parts. The first part was like the the North Pole, the Arctic Circle kind of thing. And then the second part was about a week in Stockholm, which is a little, which is you know, where you kind of land, where, where the plane land. And uh, Stockholm was okay, but one of the m- one of my most memorable parts of that trip was about six hours I spent in a sauna. And um, when I thought about it, that has that is something that has just been constant for me. When I went to Japan, I loved hot springs. When Iceland, like same thing, like the like. I've always loved hot and cold. I think whether it's uh, cultural or gyms or whatever, it has been like, it's where I feel really, really good for some reason. Like I love the sweat and I love the cold as well. Like um, I was like, wow, there are no banyas in Austin. And I was just like, what if that's, what if I make that my next business? What if I, one of the, these, you know, I've, recently started doing the paper napkin math and doing some of the research there and that is so left field from software mm. but, oh wow yeah wow hmm yeah. i never and so what i guess my question is the thing that piqued this interest or started you down this road is just your love for it like mm-hmm. how like exp- like flesh that out some more so Basically, you started thinking of different ways to make money, and you said, "Well, what, what are my hobbies? Like, what do I like to do?" Is that no? Um, so, I think that you know, I am trying to strike. I, I think for me, it is largely stemming from trying to figure myself out and be happy in sort of my activities and what I do, you know what I mean? And, and, and that sort of exploration is, it's a massive topic in and of itself, right? Like I am so kind of confused about how to fucking put a smile on my face. And I thought about this, like, I was like, kids are constantly smiling because it, because everything is new. Everything is novel. Like you watch a baby taste food for the first time. They're fucking like, like, the smile is ear to ear, right? Like, and I've had chicken a million times now, you know what I mean? Like, um, and so I'm struggling with finding novelty and happiness and in a lot of different ways throughout my life. Cause I'm, I'm really trying to double down on this whole solitude thing, which I'd like, love to talk about. And the sauna thing is, you know, I, I didn't start with, let me find a business idea and kind of go into that. It's more so it's just like this epiphany that you're like, Oh my God, this thing feels natural and comfortable. And I think that's why I've also always wanted to open up a coffee shop. It's not because I necessarily even love coffee that much. I'd actually prefer to drink tea, but the atmosphere of a coffee shop is something I connect with growing up. Like I mm. hated, I hated being at home. So at any opportunity, I would leave and go to a coffee shop to study 
or something. Like I would get away and be at Starbucks or some other random coffee shop. When I was in college, um, I felt lonely being in my apartment by myself. So I would leave as often as possible. And there was this coffee shop that was open 24 hours. Like I gravitated towards the atmosphere more so than that thing. And, and that, and when I think about like, what would make me happy, you know, um, like what environment do I want to be in? Mm -hmm. That is sort of that, that's sort of what is, is breeding this, you know? And I would love to operate a large software company, but I also know how fucking hard that is. Yes. Like I think it is a million times harder than frankly running a coffee shop or, um, you know, it's, it's far more competitive. It's far more expensive, you know, even though like, it's, it's funny. I was talking to my, uh, to some of my friends about it and you're know, like, you should you know do something simpler like software. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm, you know, I'm just doing some early research. Um, I found a cohort that kind of specializes in this and, you know, leverage other people's knowledge, but I'm not sure yet. I'm not like certain, you know, if I were to do it, I'd probably, you know, um, uh, leverage my house or something like that for some of the mm-hmm. original initial assets. Like none, none of the stuff is like cheap. Um, but yeah, I like, I, I think, I think a lot of this shit stems from like purpose and knowing what and why, you know, like, yeah, like doing something that truly, truly makes you happy. So I, and I think this comes back to that early thing that I said, which is like, you can follow the footsteps of others or you can create your own path. Like, you know, uh, I'm not you, I'm certainly not you, but I can pretend to be you for a minute, you know? And maybe I'd want to like, I've, if I were to go into fitness like training you know what my dream is to train kids to play soccer mm. I, would love to do, I would love to do that and i know at one point a long time ago you mentioned that you wanted to train athletes yes right like those are different paths <laughs> you know so i don't know i'm gonna pass the mic back to you but uh <laughs> <laughs> cool. so so let's see where do we where do i want to branch off from there uh let me ask you let me ask you a yeah. question let me ask you a question right like what you know i sort of stumble on that like how do you feel about this idea of either diversifying or do you feel that this path of um growing a brand for yourself you know and then doing something with it like say opening up your own fitness, like your own gym or something like that. Like, is that a path that, that resonates with you? Is that a path that you'd like to continue walking down or how do you feel? I guess. (laughs) So I would definitely love to continue going down the fitness path. Like there's, there's so much knowledge out there Mm -hmm. and all of it is so fascinating. And some of it is wild and wacky. And I want to be able to build something where I can get people to come and I can like steer them on the right path. Like the thing I really love doing is like, um, so 
two Saturdays ago, my job did like a uh, it's a, an event. It was called ABCs of Fitness. We just went to an apartment complex. Uh, we made like a little station, like tables, posters, papers and everything. And we just sat there and talked about fitness to random people. And mm-hmm. that was like the most fun I had I had had in some time because it was just like these people who because you walk on the street, you're walking anywhere. Everyone you see could be a potential client. Like everyone is usually yeah. in need of some type of fitness help. And so the question is like, how do you reach these people? How do you give them the knowledge where, hey, they can change their life, but they can also change their friends, their family. And so when I think about mm. my like future fitness space, it's not fancy. It's just uh, <laughs> like a s- small gym where I just talk like talk shit with people about fitness and we just mm-hmm. have fun. So I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. Like mm-hmm. I'm following the path that other people have taken where they started out as personal trainers and then they opened their own gym. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I just want to teach people what I know and then have people come and teach me what they know. Like with my current job, the tra- like there are other trainers, but like we don't really talk too much. So there's not a, a lot of like exchanging of knowledge. And so like, mm-hmm. I want to build a place where, Hey, you can come off the street and be a client and we talk and I teach you training or I hire another trainer and they have an expertise or a way of viewing things that they can teach me. And so you just keep bouncing that knowledge off of each other or other people. And you get this like little, I guess like cult or family of people who like have this idea about fitness. And that's what I'm interested in right now. It's just like, Hey, how do I build that? How do I push that boundary? Okay. I have, I have some ideas. I might share that with you offline for, uh, (laughs) <laughs> for just some uh, uh, ideas for you, how you might be able to make that space uh, happen for yourself. Um, but uh, let's see what else. Uh, what else is? I mean, I'm gonna, yeah, still, man. What 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 else have you been um, up to? What else have you seen that has really piqued your interest lately? Um, so I went to, we'll talk about my, my little trip to Maine. So I went up to Maine, uh, with a few friends from college, um, to just hang out like a boys weekend. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to like my relationships with people, family, friends, I always feel like I am lacking or I don't give enough effort. Um, and so that's something I've been working on, just like trying to build deeper connections with people. And so during that trip, I reflected a lot on my time in college where I feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities because of like, I don't know, just going with the flow. Like people were, people would say, oh, there's a party Saturday. And, I, and instead of being like, mm, maybe I should focus on my studies, I'd be like, I'll, I'll go to that party because I was unable to delay my gratification in college. And so I feel like because of that, because of that autopilotness, I didn't use college how I should have, like used it to explore. I got comfortable, found the route that got me to graduate. And I said, hey, that was good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I look back on my college days, sometimes I look back with regret. And then sometimes I look back and say, hey, I actually did a good job here. And so one of those good jobs is like the friends I have now. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I remember thinking to myself senior year, 
Um, man, I remember leaving high school and I stopped talking to everyone because like, I didn't really build deep connections with them and I didn't feel like sustaining it if I wasn't in a place that forced me to be like right on top of that person. And so my senior year of college, I was like, do I try to continue my friendship with these people that I hung out with for my whole senior year or do I forget about them? And I remember thinking like, I'm actually going to try to keep this friend group together, like reach out, talk to them. Um, and Anytime I go on a trip with them or anytime I have a boys weekend or we just like talk, I'm always glad because I'm like, hey, this is something I can look back on and say, hey, I did this correctly. I, I It was up to me. I didn't just go on autopilot and say, all right, if they stay my friends, they stay my friends. If they don't, then I'll just move on. Um, like I actively uh, built that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my like one of my reflection points where I was just like, hey, OK, when it comes to like interacting with people building friends i'm not completely atrocious like sometimes i feel like i have trouble connecting um and that's what i've been working on more because it's like if my job deals with people you should be able to talk to people um Mm -hmm. comfortably um and so um been trying to make friends as an adult been trying to do that more (laughs) Been trying to smile at people on the street which is so hard it's so hard. <laughs> That's funny. Because you can never figure uh, out the distance of it. It's like, do you smile too soon or too late? And then they look at you, you look away. So I've been trying to get comfortable with eye contact, uh, smiling at people on the street, just like interacting with strangers. I love that. Um, I think that's, one, I think it's powerful to realize that, you know, friendships take real effort. Um, and that's something that I'm, continually trying to get better at and uh yeah it, it, friendships take effort and friendships require reaching out regardless of how you feel and sometimes you feel like you can only reach out to friends when you feel good um or you feel like you have the energy for it but really you know that's not what friendship's about you mm-hmm. know? um friendship's about frequency and um uh yeah on that topic of smiling oh yeah i mean we talked about it being in philly like nobody you know no, <laughs> no like one lady smiled at me yeah uh, same, thing, it... same thing happened in stockholm too no that was one of my big cons about like sweet you're beautiful people um everything is very clean trains run on time nobody smiles no one smiles and like i don't know like i don't i don't love that stink eye like oh hello hey oh this is so confusing so i'm not (laughs) sure so okay you send me the link so having trouble with the podcast you send me the link i click on a link it takes me to the app but then it doesn't take me to the recording it just takes me to the app and then it's just like the dashboard and whatnot oh man that's that's weird and so we're we're gonna stitch this together so i'm gonna we're back. <laughs> we yeah. Technical difficulties again. I think um, I just can't let my phone fall asleep. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Let's okay. Well, here. more we know, more we know. Uh, but yeah, let's let's pick back up. Yes. Um, let's pick back up. I don't remember where we ended that conversation. I'm not sure where I got caught off. But uh, um, yeah. Let me let me share some stuff with myself and maybe uh, kind of take it from there. Yep. So, um. Godness, like, do I want to get into relationships? Relationships are, I've been feeling drained, 
okay. I'm feeling really drained. Um, I am trying to. I'm trying to really embrace this idea of solitude and it doesn't feel natural at all honestly it feels like it goes against you know um what i know to be true which is that i want a partner i want a family uh i want to be with you know people and friends and and all of that right but the amount of energy that i feel like i have to exert you know, is it's getting to be almost too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's occupying space. It is. And I, I need to do, you know, I, I need to figure out how to hedge, how to have a life that if I am on my own, I'm still happy and, and don't get me wrong like i can enjoy my own time right there are things that i like to do like i'm not dependent on somebody else to that extent it's just when you have a problem it seems like you're everything focuses in on that particular problem like you you become blind to to everything else right mm-hmm. um and that's that's where i've been and you know, um, I've now referenced this trip a couple times now, but that trip to Sweden, that was sort of like when we practice solitude, solo travel. Um, and it was good, but short lived. And yeah, it's been, it's been really, really hard. It's been really, really hard to really try to, you know, and I'm using the word solitude because, you know, it's not being alone. <laughs> it's being in solitude, being okay with yourself and maintaining that relationship with yourself. And that's what I've been trying to work on. Um, And it's been, oh, hard. It's been really, really hard. Now, Um, I have a question. Do you consider yourself to be, so you said when it comes to relationships, you feel like you have gotten to the point where it, it is draining because of all the time you put in basically all of the hoops you have to jump through. And so you've been trying to work on this solitude. Do you consider those two extremes, like two ends of the spectrum? Like, is there some in between you can figure out? Like when it comes to relationships, what is so draining? And are you able to cut back on that, like that output and still achieve what you want? Yeah. um, No, I think what you're saying is incredibly reasonable right like why should the pendulum swing in the complete opposite direction yes um i think ideally it shouldn't but i'm also recognizing that there is no middle ground for me right i think unless i let this pendulum truly swing and truly embrace the sort of solitude and being being good in that space you know then i think i can begin to sort of sprinkle in the social but not feel like be able to say no to the social that I know I'm just not gonna enjoy as much right Mm -hmm. um and 
yeah i mean it is it you know it's tricky i'm sort of i'm looking of I keep making these plans for my life for how to structure it, for how to structure the week. Because it feels good for the moment, but I don't execute on it because maybe it's not quite right. Um, I'm exploring. Um, but I know that I want to like take dance classes, you know, and that's somewhat social, right? There'll be other people there. But um, you know, how do how do I want to show up? How do I want to interact? I think I'm I think there's enough sort of social interactions that I can have, you know, here and around Austin. I think friends will either naturally come or, or they won't, but, um, I, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know how to, so is I, I, I want to feel really good on my own that I feel that I don't, really need other people to have a good time like i think there's a choice every day to like you want to work on relationships constantly Mm -hmm. constantly right but one of the things that i heard um uh huberman was on um some ferris's podcast and there's something that he mentioned as far as like there's like six things that you that every person needs and until you fill these six things like Everything else doesn't matter. None of the supplements matter. None of the other shit matters. Just these core six things have to be met every single day. And one of those things was relationships. And it's like, you know, it doesn't always have to be relationships with other people. It could be a relationship with yourself. And that sentence really like wrung something in me. And like, yeah, I need to figure out how to have a relationship with me where, you know, I am not just sort of doing affirmations or, you know, saying, you know, nice things about myself, but I'm just genuinely just enjoying my own time. And it, 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 I think what makes it hard is because there's such a deep, honest need for, for family and, and, and all of that, that mm-hmm. it's, it, it, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm fighting nature. Well, yeah. So my question with that is, so you are going on this path of silent solitude, but mm-hmm. are you doing it for that purpose or are you doing it to satisfy something else? Because it's like, are you, it's, uh, it's, it's like a, it's like a wordplay. Are you doing it for the journey or just the destination? I'm doing it to have more control in my okay. life. And, and I think that um, there are, things that I can control and there are things that I cannot, I cannot control. Um, at least there's a, there's a point of diminishing returns to uh, as far as, you know, putting yourself out there and, you know, trying to find the right partner or building up your tribe, like, you know, growing all of that. Like at a certain point, you just want to say that, Hey, like invite me commit to me like you know there's it's an ebb and flow kind of thing and and um it may never happen i i think that that's you know um there's a lot of sort of yeah, there's there's a lot of woo woo and that kind of mindset here in austin as far as manifesting and, mm-hmm. and destiny and you just gotta wish for it and it will come right um you know, the honest truth is that life is a little chaotic and a bit random and not everybody is going to have a happy ending. And 
while I want to have, you know, faith and believe that I'm not one of those people, you know, it is possible, you know, and, and every year I get older, I'm now what feels like four years away from when I wanted to really, you know, have a family and just kind of watching that clock count down. And I do not want to wake up at 40 and not have it figured out. You know what I mean? I want to, mm-hmm. I want to say, okay, well, it didn't happen. Okay. Right. I'm still going to be okay. And I think the only way that I'm going to be okay is by coming out of it and not being an angry person. You know what I mean? Not holding resentment. Just, just basically saying that I, yeah, like I love myself. I can have fun on my own, genuinely have fun on my own, my own and not think about like, Oh, this experience would have been better if, this person was with me or you know what I mean? Like, yes. Well, mm, so that's so, there's always this instance in life where you're like, is this right or is this wrong? And then you tell yourself like, there is no right or wrong. So like, how do you determine how a person should act? And so like, in your case, it sounds like you want solitude for, you want solid you want to basically perfect solitude so that in the off chance that you end up alone you are not like upset about it it seems like a weird way to think about it yeah i mean that, but that's 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 my mindset about it right now it's really just it's not my first choice mm-hmm. which is also why it's me it's it feels unnatural. Yes, that's that's but, the unnatural part, yeah. But I don't know, I've not been able to figure out, you know, if I accept the that you know, cards won't fall where they where I wish them to. Mm-hmm. You know, then I need to make sure that my mindset will hold up to that situation. And I know that yes. right now it it, it won't. <laughs> right now I'm still far too dependent on a, on a dream and an idea of, um, you know, having a family. Um, and, uh, you know, I've toyed with the idea of, well, you know, when I'm 40, maybe, you know, having a surrogate child or something like that, but kind of feel sad when I think about it. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as much as that may be a possibility, you know, that's certainly there. And, and, you know, it's not that I can't necessarily find a partner. I just want to find a partner that will be the right partner for me. You know what I mean? Yes. And and that's and as I've grown, um, as I've grown in, in my own sort of mindset as far as relationships go, I've certainly gotten much more picky. And the result of that is that I've effectively narrow down my pool more yes. and more and more and and we talked about this i think in the past and it's it's a it's a, a catch-22 kind of thing like you need to be you need to have emotional maturity you need to be in a certain place in your life in order to be good in a relationship and then simultaneously as you make that journey you effectively narrow your pool down one because you see that in other people and you're like mm-hmm. so my question so we talked about it when um a while back in the other podcast (laughs) the one right before this um Mm -hmm. how 
there are roads that have been you're walking through a forest there are roads that have been paved already and mm-hmm. so is there anyone in your life you can look to and say like all right this is how their relationship went like is there any like model you can look to and say like all right because it's right now it's like you it feels like you don't when it comes to the relationship part it's like you don't have any template on like hey this is what works this is what i should be looking for it's more like taking shots in the dark i want to say and these shots you're you're getting discouraged because you're not hitting your mark anymore yeah yeah. that's what it sounds like so it's like yeah is there any model or something you can look up to like does that help for you there are, but I think in the context of relationships, it sort of, it feels like that S word, like settling. Mm. It feels, you know what I mean? Like, yes, there are, right? I look, when I look around at people that are more mature in just, I don't know, you know, mindset or however, right? There are certain people that I envy okay. almost. And these are folks who are, you know, they're, with somebody they again from the outside you never know what's actually happening inside right inside the relationship or inside their own minds but from the outside it seems like the thing that you want and um but when i look at you know their partner or you know i don't want that partner for myself Hmm. so so mm -hmm. whenever i so I am always on this journey of like finding myself, like becoming a more mature person, more, more mature person, becoming just a better person. And I always say, well, is there a model out there that I can look to? Because like growing up, like my dad died when I was pretty young. I had my mom and she's pretty cool. So like I have learned things from her that I consider good traits. But it's like when I when I have these bad traits, when I have these things that I don't like about myself, can I model them to match some figure that I aspire to be like? And so like, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I try to mold myself into a better person. I look at someone and I say, hey, I like what they're doing. I like the mindset they have. Am I able to tailor myself to that? Um, Cause I, yeah. the way I think about it is like, I'm the person that I am today because of the interactions I had the mm-hmm. guidance that I had growing up, the, the guidance I had or lack thereof. Um, and so whenever I have a problem, I guess you kind of, you kind of say like, Oh, you're blaming other people, but you're like, Oh, maybe I'm like this because, Hey, I grew up, I grew up without this. How can I uh, supplement that now that I'm at an age where I can see that this is an actual issue. Like I have a problem here. What are my steps I can take to um, fill this void? So there's a couple of things you said there, and I have a question about at least one of them. Um, the the sort of person that you can that you can uh, mimic or look up to is this somebody that you know in your life? Is it a real person? No. Yeah, they're, they real. usually they are real people, like people I ha- I know, like either friends um, or family, where I say, "Oh, you you look like you have a good head on your shoulders." Mm-hmm. So I feel, I, I don't feel like I have that. Okay. Um, I don't have like a quote unquote, like a uh, father figure that I feel that I can put my trust into and mm-hmm. that can help kind of guide me along uh, the way from where I am in my journey and where I'd like to go. Um, there are different people here and there, but 
no one that I truly look up to in that sense. There is a person that I think I've admired for a very long time, and I, you know, I'm still coming back to this person today, um, and that is Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of you know whatever particular life advice, um, I like the way that he. Um, I like I like his outlook on life resonates with me a lot, um, but he has you know this is a person who has achieved ridiculous success, and I almost wish that wasn't the case. Like I almost wish he was just someone with those thoughts and those ideas, but you know was approachable. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And then, yes. And I'd be like, hey buddy like can we chat <laughs> i've got the you know what i mean like mm-hmm. um, and um so you know something from a from a distance um but this is this is a guy who uh you know when he was you know he's gone through a lot of depression um he talked about that uh, quite a bit before this is a guy who is in his 40s who I'm not sure if he's currently dating or not, but does not have a family, but has had lots of conversations about starting a family. Like he is open to it, but he's afraid. Like, well, his reservations are not my reservations, but to put it, you know, bluntly, like he is constantly exploring and trying to figure out how to get the most out of life. Right, mm-hmm. he had had his travel phase and so on, and he's about uh, ten years older than me, and 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 that's just like sort of the, that perfect person to model yourself after, if I could. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. I, 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 there was something else that you said um, that I think uh, as an option, but I think for me, it just comes down to. Um, I want to, I think the only way that I'm going to sort of be happy is that if I either change my mindset, gain some control, you know, figure, figure that out. And, you know, I spent, uh, a very long part of last year and this year as well, really seeing if spirituality have those answers for me and, and I've changed a lot. When I when I really reflect on where I was last year to this year, and last year thinking I don't think of like spirituality is, is is even something that I could feel. And I reflected back, you know, uh, early part of this year on that, I was like, holy shit, have I grown in that department? Um, it certainly, you know, I certainly find myself to be much more spiritual now. I recently read a book called uh, Conversations with God, which I recommend. Um, and there are certain mindset things in there, but I don't think I'll ever move past sort of that kind of being agnostic or in that sense. Like there's always going to be, you know, maybe I shouldn't use those words because I've learned that words are powerful, right? What you say does become true in your, in your own mind. It's, it's hard for me to move past re- seeing reality as reality. Um, and I think the reality of things, like when I listen to someone like Huberman t- or a B, uh, 
behavioral scientists or you know someone that studies the mind I'm like yeah this is all our human behavior is very easy to understand but when you follow that along you also have to accept the fact that there's a lot of randomness in life there's a lot of possibility that it's not there's it's not designed for you to we as people are designed to be unhappy that's yeah there, there's that whole thing but there's no guarantee you know what i mean and, and knowing that there's no guarantee it's hard to pretend that they're that you know like that's where faith comes in right mm-hmm. like you're like i'm gonna believe that my soulmate will show themselves i'm gonna believe that i've been a good person and i deserve good things um i know that i've been a good person i've you know um never intentionally done harm to anybody intentionally right i'm sure i've harmed people unintentionally um but uh that does not mean that you know that's gonna that i deserve something (laughs) you know as much as i wish for it like i know i'd be a great dad but i get in my own way for that you know what i mean because I want to be with this beautiful person that share travel thing, you know, do a lot of the things with me and, and looks at me like a king. So let's say it's <laughs> asking for a lot, yeah. especially as I get older. You go on this solitude journey, you reach the end of it. What happens after that? When So your definition of reaching the end of this journey is you are okay with being alone like how do you quantify or know that you reached the end of your solitude journey i think it's at a point where i am i am not seeking out other people okay i'm okay with other people i don't hate other people i don't resent anybody but i'm not seeking out anyone like i am strong and with that my interests like what i realized lately is that i used to I used to get so excited about opening up a technical book on okay. software or something. Like I was just, it was like, Oh my God. Like I would just get, if there was a new book at Barnes Nobles or on my like Amazon list, I had fucking had to get it and read it. I had to that passion. It's not there anymore. And mm. I want to get back there. Cause when that passion existed, my mind wasn't scattered wasn't panicking about being in a relationship or or friends or any like that was just present and that way i also you know with saying that i also know that if i was in a relationship if i was if i had that kind of contentment in that department i know that that would also come back right um but i can't wait for a to happen to experience b and the longer i wait the the further away you get from that now um and i'm not saying that it has to be again that kind of deep work software or otherwise you know highly intellectual stuff like it could be anything but i want to feel an interest towards something that is not yeah like i want to like kind of sounds weird but to have a hobby that's more than a hobby a hobby that is a passion 
that goes outside of people that mm -hmm. people I, I you know i spent the last three plus years of uh you know that long-term relationship just obsessed about my partner what, okay. is, what is she thinking what does she want why what you know what's what's the like i stopped being my person i remember her giving me criticisms like hey you need to find a hobby i'm like <laughs> in my mind bitch i have hobbies i have a hundred <laughs> hobbies right but there's this thing that we're not dealing with and it is driving me crazy mm -hmm. right? and and of course you know that um uh i don't know you know i've sort of grown but i don't think i've ever moved back to you know to to sort of to having that clarity and so on and i know that when i was younger you know when i was a teenager and so on i wasn't dealing with a lot of the shit maybe because i felt like i had time you know um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was a yeah. lot easier to focus on other things um and i think that that's what i'm looking for with like solitude you know what i mean like I'm trying to, and I don't know how to get there. Like I have, I, I went through 10 different books that I found, um, like just Googling and stuff like that. And I've, I've read them. I read them in the last uh, like month and a half and not a single one of them has been useful. Um, honestly, the vast majority of them are targeting women. I, I didn't, I couldn't find a single book that was for men, which is also interesting but you know there's like uh, one of the books was uh sex for one <laughs> i was like oh in interesting let me pick up that book and it was basically yeah like for women that were repressed that you know are re-exploring um so i don't know how to get there <laughs> i really don't and I, as i'm digging down it feels like where i feel most value for myself is by frankly making money and earning mm -hmm. and i feel like the, it, it is a game that i know how to play and i'm just trying to get excited about playing that game again um so um and it removes a lot of stress right? yes the more money you have the less stress you frankly like that not having money is a massive fucking stressor when you're worried about your job which i've been at multiple times like you are stressed the fuck out so that's kind of where I'm at, <laughs> but, um, and I feel like that could be like a fun journey. Yeah. But it all, all feels like a distraction, brother. It all feels like a distraction. And so I have a few questions. Can this, so you said on this journey of solitude, like you took a trip, like solo traveling. Now, mm -hmm. do you feel like you gained more ground with the solo traveling or is there are there things you can do in Austin that will progress you better? Like what's the most efficient route to complete this journey? Yeah. Um, so there's something that I want to also share something negative that I've started doing lately. And I'm, I'm thinking of it as a negative thing because I think it is a negative thing. Um, and I've been doing it here in Austin, especially since coming back and a little bit before I, again, I started playing video games. Okay. Now, I started playing video games, specifically Call of Duty, with uh, with my cousin and um, a lot of his friends now, like mutual friends. Um, and it is fun. It is legitimately fun. I am constantly getting better at the game. I'm enjoying the banter that we have when we play. You know what I mean? Like, 
Mm-hmm. It is fun. And what I don't like about it is that at a certain point, you know, I turn it off and I hang up. And as much as like all that dopamine and everything else, as fun as that was, it feels like I'm not moving. Yes. Okay. It doesn't feel like I'm solving anything. And, you know, is that solitude? No. Like that is, that's a, it feels terrifying if that is like a path in any shape or form, you know what I mean? So, um, and so like that one is really complicated because I feel like, yeah, I'm kind of doing it for myself. It is fun, even though, no, maybe, maybe I, whatever I need to be doing, it has to be building, you know, creating something like creating value. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, I don't really, really don't know what, like, how to navigate it. I really don't. I, oh, yeah, so. Okay, give me a second. Give me a second. So, yeah. solitude. I guess, what are, so, if, if we're trying to, like, pinpoint, what are you actually looking for? You are looking for. Being constant an obsession. I'm looking for an obsession okay. that will override the need for other people. The need for other people. I'm not saying I don't want to be around other people. I would love to be around other people and I'll make time for that, you know, maybe once a week, a couple times a week, you know what I mean? Um, but I want to be, I want to wake up in the morning. Yes. Be excited about what I'm doing. And then go to bed and not have, and and go to bed calm. Go to bed thinking that today was a good day and not feeling like, well, you know, did I make the right choices today by spending time on this versus trying to build relationships? Mm, so let's think about it like all right let's look let's say we're looking at monday how many hours do you think you need to pit towards this solitude goal to feel like you accomplished like it was a good monday like like let's break it down and make it smaller let's not think Mm -hmm. like oh um solitude is something that spans months spans years let's just look at monday in one day how do you best represent acing solitude like, what would you have to do? I think that would be what I just described as one day. And I think even getting that one day is kind of hard for me. Okay. And what I mean by one day, and be really, really clear here. Um, it is a day that I woke up in the morning feeling good. Okay. Which I have mornings where I feel really good. Um, I go through the day. I can avoid Instagram, avoid what, like, I can be completely decoupled from other things, focus on something really good, and again, just go to bed feeling like today was fucking, like, a great day, even though it didn't involve other people. So, and, yeah. and, and getting through one one day has been really, like, has been consistently hard. Now, I'm not saying, like, there's 
it's 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 a, it's a mixed thing, but I think almost every single day, I'd be lying if I didn't, you know, like say this was true. I think about other people, mm-hmm. like like multiple times a day. Like if I were to like actually, you know how like when you look at your phone and tells you like you've used this app for this many hours. Like if I had that for my brain, and and looked at what percentage of time do I think about relationships and other people, dude, it's like probably a lot <laughs> like 80 percent. so know? you need either some type of passion that occupies so much of your time you have no time to think about other things or a passion that you're so into that when you are alone you're like oh this is great because i have time for bam this this hobby mm-hmm. this something like that now the question is how do you find something that you are that passionate about like how is passion born yeah mm. um i guess the thing that the, i think the i think the issue is that what i'm most passionate about right now is relationships so i'm actually just trying to shift passions okay <laughs> i'm trying to shift passions over so it's almost like saying like hey you're passionate about fitness find a new one <laughs> find a new one <laughs> um so i think that's where i'm at um and we don't need to belabor this point but that's that's the journey mm-hmm Honestly, if, if anything comes across your mind, shoot me a text. If there's a book, if there's a podcast, I've been, um, I've just been going all in. And speaking of podcasts, I did find one. It's, it's. I think there might be a podcast. I watch it on YouTube, so it's more of like a YouTube channel, I guess, than a podcast. But you can listen to it. There's nothing visual going on. Um, and it's called. Uh, I, I actually wrote it down because I wanted to bring this up. It's called Healthy Gamer. Um, and it, I don't know why it's called healthy gamer. They don't talk about video games at all. Um, it is by someone who he's a, uh, a doctor. He could be a psychiatrist or I'm not really sure exactly what his credentials are, but he knows medicine really well. Um, I stumbled across this stuff after, uh, kind of exploring ADHD um also get into but he had one episode um uh about processing um there's also like a subreddit for it by the way so if you look for healthy gamer like a subreddit that's where all the stuff is um and and it's very popular but uh talking about processing emotions and the way to process emotions the thing that's sort of like he starts off saying that it seems like life is getting harder for people instead of easier. Like we have more and more conveniences. Like you don't have to even physically get in a car and drive to work nowadays for a lot of people. You can order food without leaving your house. You can be entertained on your, you know, in your bathroom. Like it, like everything is incredibly convenient. Things are getting faster, easier. And yet life seems to be getting harder. Right. And he, um, what he was basically talking about was like one of the things that's really, really changed from like now. And if you kind of go back in time and you go to other places where those conveniences do not exist, is uh, empty space to process emotion. Um, and I think this kind of goes back to what you were saying with like Maine, um, mm, but yeah. you know, me, me with, you know, like a, a solo trip to 
for like a big ass hike or climbing a mountain it is what i'm kind of like this is so far this is the best i've got which is to schedule in time and space for myself to go on long ass fucking walks and um have space where i'm not jumping from a stressor to some distraction slash dopamine mm-hmm. right and just have empty space to fucking do whatever and, and and the best example that he gave in there was uh you know if there's a funeral we still have that in our culture where we make time to grieve and yet you know in that time is just space to process it, it, it there's no intended way to do it there's no step by step there's no whatever you know what i mean it's just empty space right you just sit uh like in like jewish traditions there's a there's a couple days where you just kind of sit with the family you don't that's it you're just kind of locked in seven days whatever um and that's all i got man that's all i got i i I wanted to share that because healthy game like he's got a lot of stuff on there that's really really interesting but i really sort of am trying to embrace this like processing emotions by creating space Yes, I actually really like that because, again, just to bring back on the main trip, that I started to notice. I started to notice because I thought about the main trip. I thought about when I came down to Austin, and I was like, those were times when like life seemed to slow down a bit. Like I was able to really think and appreciate where I have come from, what I've had, what I have done up until this point, and what I want or expect to do in the future. Um, and so. Now I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, how are what are ways I can create space? Like, yes, you can go on a trip, but sometimes you don't always have the the means for a trip. What are ways I can create space in my home, in my local area? So that's what I'm thinking of right now. So that's that's very nice. So as I'm recording this, I'm at a park. So when we're done with this conversation, I'm I'm going to be going for like a nice few hours of just walking around. So. Mm. You were asking me earlier, like, what can you do in Austin to kind of build that out? Like, <laughs> this is me trying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, that's really good. Yeah. You want to try to wrap things up with some, like, fun content that we've yes. been uh, doing? Actually, maybe before we get into that, I had a question for you. Um, how do you feel about uh, occasionally uh, bringing somebody else, like, having a three-way conversation? Um, on the on this podcast, there's a couple of people that I think would be very interesting to to chat with. Oh, I don't I don't mind. Yeah, that would be exciting. Right. Okay, so maybe we can give that a go. This guy in Philly, uh, his name is uh, uh, Brando. He uh, um, he's put out content, and his voice sounds amazing and all that stuff. But really interesting dude. Um, and so uh, it'd be nice to be nice to connect. Just kind of see. See if we can maintain this sort of vibe of like random topics and conversation, and and see where things land. Um, oh my, we're we're leveling up the podcast. Guests. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Getting guests in. Um. So yeah. Uh. Content. Uh. I saw Creed. Did um, you? you had, yeah. Did you watch Creed? I saw one and two. I did not see three. Good movie. Would recommend. Okay, my opinion is so Creed Three is a little controversial, right? Because you like uh, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky isn't in it, 
at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but doesn't really that part doesn't really matter. Um, so I thought the fights looked phenomenal. Like you can watch fights, like you watch real fights. You know what I mean? You can watch real boxing. You watch real MMA. Like you don't need to have a movie where you're like, oh, that fight is really. You have real, real good fights, right? But they made it very cinematic, like almost, almost anime kind of cinematic. (laughs) (laughs) Which I mean, I I loved. I loved that part. Uh, I thought the music was really good. uh mentioned there's no rocky um it not kind of being in philly like it all being like la hollywood and and that kind of thing like it which i know like uh apollo was originally from it like you know i mean it wasn't but when i think about the rocky franchise like i do think philly like it's hard for me to watch that and be like there's zero philly here Mm -hmm. uh, which is which was the case in this movie and you know, as far as the story goes, it was okay at best. It was okay at best. So, like, my general verdict on it is I'm probably not paying money in the theaters for it, even though I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd watch it. You know what I mean? Like, it's good. I thought I looked up the soundtrack right after I left the theater, and it was the movie that I needed to watch at that time. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, when the, that was when the, the mood I was in. Yeah, when a movie has a great soundtrack, it's always good. Movie or TV show. Like, I love when it has a good score. Um, the last movie I saw was Ant-Man. Uh, what, what was oh, I haven't seen that. So how would you review that? Should I go see it? Um, yes, definitely. So I, when it comes to Marvel movies, I love them because I love the fights and just seeing characters brought to life. I don't really like the direction Marvel is going when it's like, oh, you got to watch this TV show to understand this part or watch mm-hmm. this to understand this. Or I've did been you, in the Easter egg. Did, did you feel that with this one? I didn't feel that with this one. So I like Ant-Man because he's actually funny. Like, I feel like some of the movies are trying to be funny and then they suck. So like Thor, I like hate Thor. Thor. Yeah. Oh, I hate <laughs> Thor so much. When it became funny. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So like Thor, I hate it because they try to, they tried to turn it into a comedy and it's not funny. So Ant-Man mm-hmm. is funny and they can mm-hmm. turn it into a comedy and it's funny. The fights were good. Um, I think it was well thought out. I enjoyed, okay. I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the characters and I enjoyed the like quantum realm because I find that like realm yeah, interesting. Oh um, my goodness. We, we need to spend more time talking about this stuff. It's been, it's been so long since we've had conversations about like, Sciencey things. Oh man! So yes, <laughs> Quantum so Realm many. was interesting. Yeah, I fun. also just finished the Expanse, okay, um, which was great. Oh my god, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Expanse the, is incredible. The first few episodes were a little slow to me. Like I don't care about the the trials and tribulations of humans versus humans. So when I first mm-hmm. when I first thought it was just like Earth hates Mars, Mars hates the belt i was like okay it's interesting but like where's the aliens and so when they finally started doing more space things going on different planets that's when i was like okay this is actually a quality sci-fi it's so it's such quality and i'm not sure if you've noticed but every other season in that show pivots from micro uh conflicts to macro Mm -hmm. right 
Um, and the other thing, so phenomenal, amazing show, amazing show. Only thing that is disappointing in that show is that that show stops one season shy of wrapping up the story. Yes. Uh, what, so uh, if you want to get the full story, you got to go and, pick and get the last book. Yes, you got to go and get. So I, after finishing the last episode, I was like, it ended. It ended at the appropriate time. Like I was reading an article mm-hmm. and they were saying like, hey, they needed to end the story before they wanted. They, the, like the people who wrote the the show wanted mm-hmm. didn't want to overlap the book, like run out of source uh, material. And so when they got to that certain point, they were like, hey, this is a good stopping point where you can stop it and like things are left open, but most of the other um, loose ends have been tied up. It's like, hey, you killed that super terrorist guy. You got control of this space. Everything seems to be fine. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I loved it. Oh, it was great. Great show. Uh, So uh, Ted Lasso is back. I don't know if you ever watched that show, but holy fuck, it's good. What that, show is? You have to. You're gonna have to figure out a way to to get that if you don't have Apple TV, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it is it is uh, it is a great fucking show. It really is. So the first episode of the third season came out, and it does just doesn't disappoint. The le- the amount of emotion, and one I love footy, right? So that being the backdrop. To the show i'm like yeah amazing but um even if you don't like soccer whatever like it's just quality mm-hmm. human interactions and it makes you feel good which is so rare from like television that you watch an episode and you're like oh, okay i feel better about people <laughs> <laughs> um and uh i'm just gonna quickly rant off uh vinland saga second season been good oh yes uh, Vash, the remake, like a Vash's stampede. Has it gotten uh, good? I don't like it. Okay. I mean, it's different. It's so different that like you can watch it, but it is. I guess I guess it's good that it's that different. There's just very different. Not even close to being the same energy as the first mm-hmm. show. And so, if you were to compare like one versus the other, the original is ten times better. Gotcha. But the second could be entertaining as its own kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it tries to go deeper into, like, philosophy and things like that, which, okay. Um, and then I watched, uh, uh, there's three more things I wanted to share with you, so I'm just, you know, ranting them all off here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called Outlast. That show legitimately made me fucking angry, where I went on the subreddit and fucking started writing. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, Outlast is supposed to be about survival, like survivalists and stuff like that. And I don't know, like, I found that kind of cool, especially like, and I've never watched a show like that before. And I was really into it, but then it became like really, like, I was like, oh my God, I finally found reality TV that I kind of like. And it was bullshit. But I then found out that there's a show that is actually what I was originally looking for called Alone. I haven't made a lot of progress into it, but it is about people essentially being kind of dropped off and them, you know, they get a backpack, they get to figure out what to pack that backpack with. And it's just about them seeing like how long they can last. On their oh, own. That's so it's kind of like a, have you ever seen solitude Beard adventure? Grills? Yeah. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just digging into that solitude, man. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> 
And uh, last but not least, there's a movie uh, which is based on a true story um, called uh, True Spirit. It's, it's a movie on Netflix. It's about this girl from uh, Australia, New Zealand, Australia, I don't remember, that circumnavigates the planet um, on her little boat at the age of 13 or something like that. Wow. Or, 15, or 15, I don't remember. And uh, I, I met someone here in Austin that apparently met her. Um, she now like lives in Germany and stuff like that. I was like, oh, was, how, how was she? She's like, oh, was very nice. <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, um, that, that those are my kind of things I've been watching that I would maybe kind of recommend most of them. <laughs> All right, I'm done. What do you you got? (laughs) Uh, So I would say The Expanse is good if you have time. It's it's a lot of seasons and it's a lot of it's it's a lot a lot of some of it is a lot of mindless watching. And so it's good to have one in the background until something happens. But Expanse is good. Um, Mm -hmm. Ant-Man, good movie. I would recommend Um, books. I have not read too many. The Barnes and Nobles near us uh, shut down. And so I got to wait. I got to wait for them. Yeah. The one across from Rittenhouse, uh, they're moving to a smaller location. And so I have to wait until that new one opens. That makes me so sad. Yeah. Everything, everything in, uh, everything around here is shutting down. It's weird. Philly is not doing a good job. It is not doing a good job. Yeah. It's so interesting so sweat fitness shut down the place i used to work and the place i work at now the owner actually purchased sweat fitness so that's interesting oh, that was, yeah interesting. it was it was like sleeping with the enemy <laughs> <laughs> um and so we'll see how that works it looks like he's going to open up one of the locations and so somehow you always come back to sweat mm. Well, as far as books go, I, I've read a lot of books, very few of mine to recommend. Um, I mentioned Conversations with God. Um, I enjoyed it. It's got a lot of, you know, heavy sort of uh, Protestant, whatever, Christian undertones from the guy, despite the... Mm-hmm. So the idea with that book is that this guy um, who doesn't mean he's not a priest, no credentials, no whatever, right? But like one day just sort of started writing and... Um, felt like he, he was, he'd write a question and then write an answer back and that answer was just sort of like just coming to him that kind of thing right it was like it was like god answering him and and that was that's the idea behind conversations with god and uh there are some absolute gems in there and there's a lot of him in there <laughs> and so you know you uh filter that out but one of my favorite things from that particular book was this idea um you know have to be like so specific about it but this idea that every thought has a meta thought like a thought behind the thought mm-hmm. and then there's a meta meta thought there's a thought behind that thought right and that every thought originates from one of two um places either love or fear every single thought Ooh. And, um so that was powerful because I've, I've thought about getting a tattoo for a long ass time and the one tattoo that i've kind of have been coming back to is uh fear is a liar uh, mm-hmm. i don't know what that looks like or if i'll ever get that tattoo but that was one i've thought about quite a bit and so the word fear you know resonates with me there are a lot of other things that sort of kind of quote unquote make sense and uh the other thing in that book was uh there's you know and i think this is just sort of dealing with a lot of the you know 
uh, Christian ideas of like heaven and hell. Um, you know, the, the book really emphasizes there's no such thing as right and wrong. There's no such thing as good and bad. There's no right, wrong decisions. Um, like whatever God is, whatever entity is, um, you're, you, you're like, it loves you. Like you just can't fuck up. Like you just can't fuck up. So, um, it was good if, if that's sort of the up your, up your alley. And then the only other book I'd recommend is uh, I actually saw it at the airport and then I randomly picked it up and, and it ended up being amazing, which is good vibes, good life. Really liked it. Um, and it's a mindset book. Yeah. Mm. Trying to, trying to keep your energy positive and, and, and being around positive people and everything that goes into that. Nice. Yeah. I'll check that one out. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's everything on my end. Just take a view it, take a look at your life from 40,000 feet up and see what you see. Yeah. Brandon, I'm, I'm to kind of bring it back, man. I am curious as you're spending more time, you know, doing that kind of self-reflection for yourself, uh, whether it's solely career focus, you know, career focused, work focused, um, as it sort of comes up, like whenever you feel comfortable sharing, like the, you know, that's what I'm, I feel like those are the conversations I love having. I love when someone sort of spends a whole lot of time really thinking, really trying to learn themselves and figure themselves out. And then they come back and they're like, Hey, this is what I learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cause there's, cause we're all so fucking confused, um, myself included. And yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see, you know, next time we, uh, you know, we chat, which hopefully won't be like months away. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, to see to see what you change your mind on or double down on. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so I have no idea how to end this podcast because the UI is broken. So I'm gonna let you kind of sign off, and if you can kind of click end on the call. Cool <laughs> we'll, beans. Uh, so yes, we have come back again for another talk of about for another talk of everything and anything um hopefully we'll be back in a month time um with less or fewer technical difficulties um but yes thank you for tuning in guys have a good one bye